Nature at its best is nature at its simplest. At Red Barn, we've kept it simple for 20 years by concentrating on single-ingredient natural dog treats. Because Mother Nature's actually pretty good at this. Bones are just tasty bones. Meat treats are just nourishing meat. It's nature at its simplest. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Natural Treats. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our slow-roasted natural meaty bones. Blog Talk Radio. in my mouth. This is totally rude. This is totally rude. It's like I don't even respect you. Hold on one second. Oh, God. So gross. So so out of character for me. I'm so self-aware, and I can't believe I just did that. It's like I'm comfortable with who I am or something. Not true, and I'll prove it in a bit. Anyway, um, well, thank you so much for tuning into Boy Crazy Radio. Now, what is this weird thing that you've stumbled across or fallen into in the vortex of the Internet or whatever it is, buried deep into the reads that says, ah, Recesses of the interweb, let me explain. Boy Crazy Radio is uh, basically a call-in advice show, okay? Think of it like Love Line, except instead of Dr. Drew and whoever his sidekick is, who are, you know, kind of, you know, qualified to help you or whatever, you get me, Alexi Celine Wasser. So just think about, think of me as the, as the cool big sister you never even knew that you wanted or needed, all right? You guys, trust me on this. I, I've had a lot of life experience. I, I'm excited to overshare all of it, and um, I'll be totally kind and sweet and hold your hand while we walk through all the embarrassing shit you got yourself into, all right? Anyway, um, here's the telephone number, 646-378-0649. You should really program it into your smartphone. 
if you know what you're doing or if you know it's good for you. Once again, the number is area code 646-378-0649. It's the future. You can call me using Skype or Gmail or whatever it is you need to do to get through and dial. Use that thing. It would be so great. Here's the thing. I do this podcast every single week, serving as like a big sister, advice giver, outer, doler, uh, whatever. I have a cold, okay? I'll talk about that in a second. Oh, God, so much pressure. I have some somebody coming to town tomorrow. Oh, I'll talk about that in a second. And I'm sick. I'm not completely sick. I'm not completely sick. My voice is kind of sexy, so it's, uh, it's helpful. Oh, God, no, this is horrible. Why does this all have to happen when I'm having a guest from out of town? Um, okay, I'll figure this out in a second. Anyway, my point is, what was my point? Oh, God, I don't even know. I can't even remember. I have a little bit of a cold. If any of the following things sound familiar to you uh, and and feel like, and if you think that I'm describing you, perhaps, then you should consider Boy Crazy Radio your new home away from home. All right? Here we go. Are any of you guys sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, a cutter, a shit talker, a total high school nerd who grips the straps of your stupid backpack that's covered in whiteout and patches for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom all alone, binge eating a salami covered in mustard and picking at your face? Oh my God, that's disgusting. Cut it the fuck out, wash your hands, pick up your phone, and call me. Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? That's fantastic. That's why I'm here for you. Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of what you did at that party last weekend? Me too. Let's talk about it. Are your friends total assholes who talk behind your back but then smile to your face? Oh, my God. I know. Me too. Tell me about it. That is the worst. That means you can't feel safe with people because you think these people are your friends, and then you find out they're talking shit behind your back. Guess what happens to everybody? It's called life. But let's talk about it because I'm sure you feel weird. Is the guy or girl you like not responding to your text messages, your Facebook poke, your retweets, or your Instagram likes? Is your father cheating on your mom with you? Oh, my God. That's disgusting. I mean, we'll talk about it. Do you get a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face, in the form of a podcast masquerading as a radio show? And this is your goddamn lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. Let me be the shoulder that you cry on. I don't know why I have so much energy, but I do, and this is it, and this is how I live my life, and I just put myself in this situation, and I want you to call in and tell me what's going on with you so I can give you my opinion and advice because I swear to God, 85% of the time, it's really good advice. 99% of the time, you don't want to hear it. 100% of the time, you should take it, okay? Anyway, I'm going to blab about my life for a second. And you know what? I need you guys to call in. This was my original point. Okay. I get letters from people or emails, as they say, because nobody really mails letters. That's not true. People do mail letters. Romantic people do. I've had letters sent to me a long time ago. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, oh, God. Oh, God. I can't do this. Oh, God. Would it matter if I couldn't? Maybe. Um, Okay. I get emails from people out there who listen to Boy Crazy Radio, so I know that people are listening. I get statistics. 
I go to a certain site. It tells me how many people listen, how many people listen to the, the rebroadcast or to, you know, whatever, how many people download it on iTunes and listen. So I'm not deluded when I, when I say that I know people are listening, okay? Uh, so it would be fantastic if you call in because when you call in, it really reminds me that people are definitely listening and it's more fun for me to actually have a conversation with strangers. It's actually really therapeutic for me, too. I think what it does is it makes me feel less alone, and it makes me think, God, I do have good advice to give. I think. I mean, I'm sorry. I just think that I do. But um, sometimes I take the advice that I give because I'm walking through life all confused and making weird decisions for myself and forced to make decisions and choices on a daily basis. So when I hear you agonizing about your bullshit, uh, upset with the, with the size of your size, or picking at your face, or wondering why the guy that you had sex with way too soon isn't calling you or texting you, it makes me think, hey, Alexi, you better stop picking at your face, okay? And you better stop having sex way too soon with people because you are a treasure and a pearl and a gem. And if you don't treat yourself like your own daughter, who will? Anyway, that kind of made sense. Um, <clears throat> so gross. All right. Here's the thing. I have a lot of things I want to talk about. Phone lines are open. Okay. Well, it's an exciting day because Prop 8 is gone. Isn't that great? I mean, but I've been using the excuse that I'm never going to get married until everybody can get married. So now I don't have that excuse. But that's fine. I mean, I'll figure it out. Anyway, um, all right. I have a little bit of a cold. I may or may not have pink eye. Okay, this is so gross because if the guy who's coming to visit me tomorrow is listening, he's probably thinking, pink eye, what the fuck? And like turning to his cat or something and making a face. Oh, my God. All right. I got a cold, a common cold, and I took Mucinex, which is like a decongestant, and it makes you all speedy and gross and like makes me like act like – it just makes me feel like I'm on speed because I'm, you know – a huge ingredient of decongestants are speed and people like, whatever, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to give you the formula on how to use a decongestant and cook it to, to actual, actually make methamphetamine. I've never done that. I don't want to do that. I have no desire to do that, but people do that. But anyway, a by, uh, oh God, a byproduct or um, just a side effect of taking decongestants is feeling like, like you're on speed. So I couldn't go to sleep when I took this Mucinex stuff the other day. So I had to take an Advil PM, and I don't like taking Advil PM. To me, like, I don't like putting weird shit in my body. Like, I don't take ecstasy. I don't do coke. I don't – I, like, smoke pot every once in a while, but pot is not even in this family of whatever. Pot is, like, not even in this category. Okay. So even – I take myself so seriously, I don't take Advil PM. But I couldn't fucking fall asleep. This stuff is gnarly, this Mucinex stuff. Um, Mucinex D. All right. So I took an Advil PM, woke up in the morning, and my right eye was, like, totally pink. And it wasn't all gross and crusted over and disgusting. How dare you? I'm a woman. Oh, God. Um, but it was, like, a little bit gross. And it was like, oh, my God, my eyes. My eyes. This is all I have to offer. I, have, I, have like, I like my eyeballs, okay? Like, you know, I'm not the skinniest girl in the world. Uh, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the most talented, but I, I like my eyes, and I like it when they're not pink. And, uh, you know, so I woke up, and my right eye was all pink. So then I made a doctor's appointment, 
and I went and got over-the-counter stuff as quickly as I could, you know, because I didn't have my doctor's appointment until today. So yes, so yesterday I'm running around town and uh, went to Target. I, I mean, went to Target. I didn't run around town. I immediately went to Target because that's where all good things happen, at Target. Um, okay, so I went there, and I got this stuff. And it's like some kind of herbal something or other thing that treats irritated eyes, which is code a code word for like pink eye. So I used it, made it a little bit better. But then I had my Space 1520 event yesterday that I threw. It was the last one of June. I've been throwing this event every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. at this place called Space 1520 at Urban Outfitters. And I didn't want to go because I didn't feel very good. And I didn't want to go because one of my eyes was pink. But I went because I was a trooper and I had to go. It's just what I had to do. So I get there and uh, immediately, like, two different people are like, yeah, hey, what's, go- what's wrong with your eye? And I was like, uh, and I, like, made up some weird lie because, like, the pharmacist at Target said there was a chance that it was not pink eye and that there was a chance that because I took Advil PM, it, there's Benadryl in Advil PM and perhaps the Benadryl dried out my eye. Yeah, nice nice try, lady at Target. I don't think so, but whatever. So immediately I'm just like regurgitating this fucking possibility that the lady at Target said to me, uh, you know, she's a pharmacist. She's not just some lady. She's a pharmacist. So I say that, and it's so obvious I'm not even believing my own lie, and uh, and people are, and there's some other guys like, hey, you know, uh, it's a fun night. Thanks for having me. I, I played my short films. I played these short films that I had made a few years ago. And this guy came up to me and he's like, yeah, cool short films. You have pink eye. And I was like, oh, get away from me, you bonehead. Like, if, if you're trying to, like, flirt or at least just be nice with a girl, how about don't, like, tell her something she probably already knows or something she's probably embarrassed of and doesn't want to – she's in public. That's me. I was in public. I don't want to – don't tell me I have pink eye. I'm aware of it. You are too. Let's just not say anything. Uh, so anyway, point is, then I went to, is there a point? Probably no point. Sorry if I'm talking too fast. I, today I took DayQuil. It's less speedy than Mucinex, but it's still speedy. Um, so today I went to my doctor. She said that, yes, I have pink eye. It's very uh, minor. I said, well, how did I get this? I don't talk to babies. I don't hold babies. I don't, like, hug bear licks. I don't know. I, I don't, like, you know, do gross stuff and then put my bare finger in my eyeball. Like, I'm very careful not to do that. And she said, you have a cold. You have a virus. You have, like, the common cold, and it just, you have it in your eyes. It's, like, totally normal. It's, like, a totally normal thing. But it's not normal for me. But I just feel like this is what happens when you plan something. Like, of course, when some guy is coming to town that I want to look cute for, and I will look cute. I will look cute. Uh, anyway, of course this happens. That's neither here nor there. There's no, there's no real problems. Everything's fine. I got my eye drops. I'm not contagious. That's what she said. That's what my doctor said. I was contagious on the first day, which is a few days ago. And I have my special medicated eye drops. So now I just look cool. Like I'm in a science fiction novel. It's very minimal. But the only bummer is, if you have a guest over at your house and you wake up in the morning and you want to look cute, it's really annoying that there's a chance that, like, one of your eyeballs is going to be all fucking gnarly in the morning. I mean, I really hope this doesn't happen. Everything's been fine. Today I woke up like a champion. Nothing was wrong. Nothing was gross. I was a tiny bit pink. I've been talking about this for way too long. I am so sorry. Anyway, 
Uh, maybe I'm just going to end up playing music all night because I don't know if I can handle this. I'm feeling a little bit weird. All right. So I did the Space 1520 event yesterday, and I had somebody uh, compile all of my short films that I wanted to play at the event, and he compiled them all so they would play straight through continuously. This is a separate story. This is a non-Ping Guy-related story. So the guy compiled all my short films. There are like six of them, like five, yeah, five or six. And I scrolled through it to make sure they were in the right, in the right order. I burned it to a disc, threw it in my bag, threw it in my backpack. I don't even have a backpack. I threw it in my tote bag, got to the event. The band played. Also, you know what? Mucinex made me really nervous yesterday. Like, I, I had to announce the band and, like, say, like, thanks for coming, everybody. Like, thanks. There's, you know, you can get a vegan cupcake. You can get your tarot cards read. There, there's free buttons and condoms over there and stickers. And and uh, stick around for the short films. And I was, like, sweating. I was, like, so nervous because, like, this fucking amphetamine bullshit and Mucinex just, like, does my head in. Anyway, and this is me on a way lower dose on Dayquil. Anyway. So then when they screened my short films, the guy who compiled all of them, this is my fault for not, not checking closely enough, there's one short film where it looks basically like, like an indie indie porno where I'm like, there's a joke. The dialogue is good, but there's like I'm having sex with someone, not real sex. It's just like we're acting, and it's just a close-up of our faces, and we're having sex, and um, the guy in the short film says, you know, but he doesn't have a condom, and I say, well, does he promise to pull out before he comes? And he promises, but then he comes inside me anyway. Anyway, this is what the short film is, and it's a very intimate, sexual, short film thing. So it turns out the guy who compiled my short films accidentally put put that in twice. So then they played the the, the sexy sex indie porn like short film back to back which made me feel so embarrassed because I felt like, oh, my God, I look like some fucking creep asshole who, like, I'm, like, making people watch me so they know what it looks like when I have sex, like, or something. It was just so creep. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed because, like, it's already an embarrassing thing and then have it played back-to-back. Anyway, I'm going to tell you another story in a second. First, I'm going to play a song. Uh because this is something I, I only discovered recently. Um, but the next story I'm going to tell you, because phone lines are not heating up. Phone lines are open, and this is, this is my worst nightmare when nobody calls in. But you know what? It's just a gab fest for me. I just get to talk, which is another dickhead move, me just talking into oblivion. But that's fine. Sometimes you got to do that. Oh, God, what am I going to do? Maybe the guy who's going to visit me tomorrow is just not going to come. He's heard the story. He knows what's going on. He's like, you know what? I'm not cut out for this. Too many allowances for Lexi. Um, okay. So the song I'm going to play is My Mom was in an 80s, no, a 70s band uh, called Promises. And I recently had her send me all the songs on her album from, from the 1970s. I don't remember what the name of the album was, but uh, maybe it was called Baby It's You or something. Anyway, so I'm going to play my mom's song from uh, from back in the day. What is this crazy song? Oh, you guys, what's going on? What does it all mean anymore? 
don't know if I can do this. You know what? In the meantime, while I search for this, I'm going to play Kendrick Lamar's The Recipe. I love you. I'll be right back. Life's a trip when you want these things I often sip and then I lean to 
two or three dub for you to life. You know blow job need an application of eating pussy, make appetite. And yeah, my type, I like them brown, just like my drink. The fuck you think? I don't fuck with no hand me down. See if you fuck, then it's half of me. You know how much I'ma make it work. You know her trust living in her purse. When you discuss your love for lust, just make sure you visit here first. Cali. You might catch me in Because it was going to be a crazy Hollywood night. One of those nights where you go, fuck, this is going to be great. 
We're going to have this bizarre experience with this crazy movie star's house. This is going to be thrilling. So I got ready, ordered my car, car arrived. I texted my best guy friend, my best platonic guy friend, a photo of what I was wearing. And I said, is this good for tonight? Is this okay for tonight? And I should have known not to give my power away because it's it's a habit that I fall into, and I especially do this with my best guy friend. But I'll ask him a question, and then if he doesn't respond the way I want him to, I get really fucking pissed off, and I, like, I, you know, I, I just blow it out of proportion or I internalize all of it, and it's like means way more than it ever was supposed to mean. And it's also my fault for asking him the question to begin with because I should be ready for whatever answer I get. And this is also something that I, that I do with boyfriends and something a lot of girls do with boyfriends. You should just not ask the questions. Fucking put on whatever you're going to put on or be prepared for the answer you, you get or you don't get because guys can't win and it sucks, but whatever. But sometimes they can answer the question a little bit better, which brings me to the way he responded. So he responds, he goes, I go, is this okay for tonight? And he writes, sure. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, sure. So I write, I write, I write K. So I'm thinking about it, and like an hour goes by, and I start fuming. I am like very upset. I'm not in the car anymore. I, I'm, not, I'm not in the Uber car yet. I'm like still thinking, and I'm like, oh. Because I start thinking. You know, I'm waiting for the Uber car to get there, and I'm thinking, you know what? He, it's not like he doesn't do this with me. He will send me a fucking photo of himself in some dumb fucking thin T-shirt with his hair one way and then his hair another way and then, you know, one with, like, a sweater, a pullover, and he'll be like, what's cool? Or, like, what's, what makes me more fuckable? Or, like, what, what looks better? Whatever. And I, because I'm a woman, I uh, have a lot of thoughts and feelings about things, I will respond uh, I'll be very nurturing with my response. I'll be helpful. I offer constructive criticism. I'll go, oh, no, 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 no. You can't wear that. Don't do that. You should wear this. Or I'll go, yeah, you look fucking awesome. You know, you look great. Have a great night. Whatever. So it's either like, don't do it, or you look great. None of this sure bullshit. What the fuck was that? And he makes a living, like, writing. Okay? So he is a wordsman. He knows... He knows what's going on. He knows the power of words. Words aren't used lightly. Anyway, anyway, so, okay. So then I'm in the Uber car, and I, I go, fuck it. I don't, I, I'm going to respond. And I go, sure. What kind, of, what kind of shitty response is sure? Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said all the same stuff that I just told you in a very long text form. Like, if you do this, I, do, I usually do this. And what kind of answer is sure? Oh. But then I did a bunch of emoticons after, so he wouldn't think I was going mental. Like, so, like, you know, I just kind of, like, balanced it out. Anyway, then he wrote, show more tits or something. But I was like, ugh, too late now. I'm in the Uber car. I can't show more tits. And then I thought, you know what? Fuck it. And I wrote this to him. I, I look great. Oh, my God, like a fucking idiot. I look great. I, I shouldn't have given my power away so easily. I know who I am. See you later. Smiley face, uh, ghost emoticon, blah, 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 all that stuff. Anyway, uh, to be continued, we're going to take some calls because the phone lines are finally heating up. But i got to tell you what happened when I got to this crazy movie star party and all the weird shit I saw and experienced. Area code 562. Hello? Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Hi. Oh, okay. Am I on? You're on. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, my name's Tina. I'm calling from Deer, 
and I'm 19. What is going on, Tina? Thank God. Somebody's gone. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I just I have a question about this guy I'm seeing. What's going on? Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me let me raise the volume. Hang on. All right. Well, I met this guy like a month and a half ago, right? It was at a coffee shop, and he was really cute, and like we hit it off. So I gave him my number, and we we've hung out. I've been over to his place, but I think he lied about his age to me. Like I think he's older than he said he was. He said he was like 24, but then I kind of googled his name, and I think he's like 30. And you're 19. I'm 19. Okay, so keep going. How, tell me how the, uh, the rest of the story unfolds. Well, I mean, I I I just want to know why guys would lie about their age. Like, I mean, I really oh. like this guy. And... Wait, so you're still sorry, seeing what? him? And he, you're still seeing him, right? Yeah, I'm still seeing him. I mean, I'm wondering if he's going to tell me, like, like, okay, hey. So but so you met him a month ago, and you Googled his name how long ago and found out that, that he's 30. And what have you guys had sex yet? Yeah, we have. We've had sex. Well, I think the best thing to do would be next time you hang out with him, go, how old are you? How old are you really? You know, and then say, I Googled you, and it says you're 30. Just tell me. I really like you, so it's no big deal. Maybe you could do this in a public place so he doesn't try to murder you or do anything weird. But, no, I really, uh-huh. I, I really. I really think that the answer is just like communicating, like actually asking him the question because you've already had him. He's already like been inside you. Like you've had sex with him already. So you should just ask him. But I say ask him in public because, because I don't know if he is 30 and he's lying about his age and he's having sex with a 19 year old girl, which is probably, you know, every guy's dream or whatever. um, Then I don't know. Bring this up in public. I don't want you, I don't want you to be behind closed doors and all of a sudden, have him be like, oh, well, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't think he's like a crazy guy. He has his own place, so like we, you know, we've been there, and he's not like it's not just about that. Like sometimes we really just hang out, and we don't, you know, we don't necessarily do anything. And you know, he's older, and he's like he knows shit that I don't know, and he's like telling me about you know whatever stuff that's going on in his life, and like I really enjoy spending time with him so I you know I'm kind of like is he gonna tell me I kind of figured it out because I'm like this guy's way too mature to be 24 or like you know it's like he like no so I googled him to make sure that this dude wasn't like married or had like another life um he doesn't but he he is older and I don't know if I should just ask him or if I should just you know like Ask him. Ask him. Like, there's why are why aren't you allowed to ask him if he's lying to you or, and you think he's lying? You could also bring it up in baby steps. Like, you seem way too mature to be 24. Are you really 24? And then see how he responds, and then go. I really don't think you're 24. Like, I'm gonna Google you, and then see what he says. Like, I don't know. Or you could just say, Hey, I really like you. I thought you seemed way too mature for 24. I know this is probably bizarre, but I googled you because it's the future. And it says that you're 30. Are you 30? Just be honest with me. I really like you. Don't don't be worried about it. And then if he says, yes, um, I am 30, then, then you can totally like be like, I lied. This is, this is crazy. I don't like you anymore. You lied to me. Or, or, <laughs> or yeah, at, least, okay. at, at least 
at least, and bring this up publicly. You know, don't be, I just don't want you to be alone with him because, I don't know, I just don't want you to. I want you to be in public. Bring this up over dinner at a movie or something, not during the movie because that's rude for the other people watching the film. But oh, bring yeah. it up <laughs> and then ask him, and then at least, at least it starts the a dialogue. Like he can just say, why, why would you lie about that? And then let him explain. And then maybe if he seems really genuine and embarrassed because maybe he feels lame dating somebody so young because he's older, you know, 19 and 30, maybe he's just like yeah. – guy or and, and didn't want to seem like a creep or something so just bring it up bring it up in public and then fucking call me back and let me know what happens <laughs> all right i will okay okay i'll talk to you later um area code 661 all right. okay okay i'll talk to you later um area code 661 can you, can you turn your stuff down yeah hey Hi, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? I'm Bly, calling from Sydney, Australia. And I'm 23. Bly. All right. What's going on? You're calling from Sydney, Australia. This is very exciting. What's going on? Uh, Just sitting in my studio, looking there, looking outside. It's a nice day. Oh, my God. It's winter. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You you are my you're my Instagram Facebook friend who's in a band who's also a really beautiful artist and does these amazing paintings, right? That's it, that's me. Hey, how What's are you? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? Where's my painting? Where's your painting? It's coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's um it's it's on the way. Did you okay. get your AP? What'd you say? I had Buddy in Boston send you um, an old EP. So well, I've not gotten I've not gotten an EP, and I've have no drawing or anything. I'm devastated. Let's, so let's, get, get to it. Good. <laughs> yeah, I've been painting like crazy. It's awesome. I just did a, a painting of our um our position leader. He's like the I don't know I don't know how it works in the states, but he's like the the other side of the Prime Minister. But I did him oh my God. in his city. Cool. Well, do you have any do you have any like dating problems? Do you have any specific questions? No, my my problem is more like I was calling for some more vocational advice. Vacation advice? <laughs> vocational, like career advice. Oh, vocation advice. Okay, so keep going. What's going on? All right, so, like, playing in a band and being an illustrator at the same time, it seems kind of difficult. I feel like, yeah, like, there's, I don't know, being 23 or whatever, it's like breaking into things. I have, like, a show at a pretty nice commercial gallery coming up. I have, like, a, a good kind of, like, national tour, at least the east coast of Australia coming up. And I just feel like yeah, it's so hard, like, trying to manage how to have the money to put into all the stuff that's going on, like printing and merch and all stuff like that, materials, paints, and then people just like expecting you to work for free or like freaking out when they when you ask them for money for paintings or whatever. I will totally I pay for my painting. No, 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 I didn't mean it like that at all. I just, I had this pretty I'm big just kidding. I had a pretty big commission come from this lady to like paint her family. She lives out in like some some kind of like fucked up part of Sydney, like Western Sydney. It's 
going to go out there and like take photos of the kids and paint them. And it's like, when I asked for like a thousand bucks a painting, she just like freaked out and ran away. Well, good. Well, here's the thing. Did you already paint them? No, no, no. I haven't painted them yet. Okay, but good. I, Here, I then you, like, you, wait, wait. You just did exactly what you need to do. Just be really nice about it and go, oh, I'd love to paint your family. That's fantastic. But just so you know, I, I charge for my paintings. This is how much I charge. Uh, and, and then you, you, know, you decide how much you get charged and then just tell people how much you, you get paid for these things, you know? So just say, and then if they don't want to do it, fine, but you took care of yourself and you said, so you can't say yes to everything. And, and it's okay to say no. Like it's, there's a, there's a, there's lots of power to be had in saying no. It's mm. one of the best things you could ever learn to do for yourself. Mm. I guess it's just, yeah, yeah, it's trying to balance like living even like super frugally. Like, I mean, we just, uh, my, my best friend and I just, started renting a studio as well as like a house in in Newtown so it's about like 300 bucks a week Australian which is pretty much like $300 American for rent and then it's like you have to make that up by selling paintings and then if people are always bitching out or like running away it seems really hard to you know keep making work I guess I was just well, asking you yeah about the work-life balance kind of thing well, wait a minute. So, like, but does anybody ever pay you for it, for your paintings? Do, do you, when you have shows, do you sell do you sell out at your shows? Yeah, I mean, but they, I don't, I don't know. It's just still like trying to figure out a price point. It seems like almost impossible to sell enough of it to like to live off. Oh man, it's crazy. I start washing dishes. Hold on a second, because your connection is a little bit bad because you're calling from so far away. But what about? Is there is it possible to have another show and just make a lot of paintings and sell them for between one hundred and two hundred dollars each? And then because there are so many of them, like just just make tiny little. I mean, this is something one of my friends, who's an artist, did a long time ago when he really needed money. He he made these. They weren't huge. He made like kind of eight by ten paintings, and he made about a hundred of them. And then he sold them for either like a hundred, hundred to two hundred dollars each, and they're beautiful. And then he sold out of them because everybody wanted one. They're perfect. You can just like they're great for gifts, and people can afford a hundred to two hundred dollars. Not all the time, but if you have it in a nice, reputable gallery, or you make a nice space for yourself, and maybe even just a hundred dollars if, if everybody is, you know, that's. But I, I think that's possible if you have a, if you just like a, I don't know, if you have like ten things for a hundred dollars, save some money yeah, there. Yeah. So you think. Do you think that, like, yeah, virality and kind of, like, doing a lot of something in almost mass production is a good way to go? Uh, you said mass production at a good like, rate? What did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's just a good idea. See, I, I feel like I'm kind of, like, fast painter anyway. But, yeah, I, I don't know because I've been listening to you, listening to you weekly and I've been through a while. And just stuff like how you're putting your stickers on Vice magazines and stuff, it's pretty clever. Oh, wait, stick my stickers? Yeah, the Boy Crazy stickers. How are you putting them on, like, Vice magazine and free American Apparel brochures and stuff? Oh, oh my God, I can't believe you remember that. Well, what made you say that, though? Because the phone got a little bit hazy. Oh, right. No, I just I, I just see that you have to be kind of, like, cunning and clever and do stuff on a on a big scale and stuff. It's good. Yeah, you, yeah. Just so, just make a bunch of little things and don't, ex, you know, exert too much energy and exas- exasperate yourself. Am I saying it right? Anyway, don't exhaust yourself yeah. 
doing doing like one huge grand painting that you want. I mean, just just for now, don't do that and expect to get like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars for it or even ten thousand dollars for it. Just do what you can, make a bunch, just hustle and sell your stuff. Have as many shows as you can possibly have in like you know cute, bright, simple, plain art spaces, and like have like yeah. You're in, you're in Sydney, have, like, some kind of cool hipster store or something, do a collaboration with you where it's, like, they host your thing, you know? They host, so they help you spread the word also, and then they get their customers in to look at your art and, and buy it, you know what I mean? And then don't work for free because you're hustling. You need to make money, and also you're making music, too, so that's a whole other thing that you kind of have to pay for until you make money from it, too, yeah. you know? Yeah, way more. I mean, it's, you really need to depend on other people who are making music. Painting, at least, is like something you can just hang out and do as much of for yourself and by yourself and stuff. Well, that's really cool, well, Lexi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling in all the way from Sydney. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And you don't have to send me anything I'll, or I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll pay for it. Tell me where to send the check and I'll, I'll pay you for your painting. I'll pay you, a, I don't know, make me a $100 painting, whatever the fuck that means. It's so weird charging for, like, coming up with a price for like a song i wonder how much people sell songs for but i guess if you're selling i don't know this is all over the place i'm rambling but uh you know let's say you paint something and you want to charge i'm i'm totally around i'm taking another phone call um area code 647 area code 647 hello hello what's your name how old who is this Hi, how are you? This is scary. I'm good. How are you? Hello. Oh my God, I'm fingering my cunt. That's the prank call. I want a taste of ball juice. I'm so fucking wet. Take my brown hole. Ew. I have the fingers of my wet cunt. Can I put my finger in your ass? No, stay out of there. Hello? That was was like a creepy prank call because that voice was so scary. That was like like the voice of the fucking, oh, God, what's that movie with that? Oh, God, that movie. You know what I mean, guys? That movie. That's what it was like, that movie. Um, Oh, God. Uh, Area code 956. Hey, I'm so oh, scared. No. This is another another prank call. Is this another <laughs> prank call? No, no, it, it isn't actually. Um, okay, well, I have an issue, and I kind of okay, I. What's your name? How old are you, and where are you calling from? Just so I can set the stage. Okay, well, my name is my name is Nubia. Okay. My I'm 23 years old, and I am from Texas. Oh my goodness! What part of Texas? Um, South Texas, like basically border towns. Like I, I, I live 15 minutes away from Mexico. Like oh, I am, right. I am, yeah, dirty South, if you will. Oh, cool. Tell me what's going on. I have a lot of friends. From, I have a lot of friends from Texas, and I've been there a lot, so I always like to ask. But okay, so what's going on? All right. Well, I, I have this issue. Um, now I'm kind of okay. So I, I come from a very small town, right, in Texas. Very small. Everybody knows each other. Okay. I moved away for a couple of years, and I feel like within that time, I, I kind of became, like, 
sexually liberated, you know, I kind of, you know, slapped it to whoever I wanted to, whenever I wanted to. And it didn't, it wasn't an issue. Like, nobody cared. Like, it was my own business. And I just recently moved back home, like, to a very, very tiny town. And now I feel like, like, it's kind of gone. Like, that liberation is gone because I can't just, you know, be with whoever I want to be because then it becomes, you know, front page news and it's just and I guess my issue is just making that transition and I just I just don't know I don't know how to deal with it and I know I know it's you know it's kind of petty but it's 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 been hard to adjust to and I just I don't know I don't know how to deal with it and I it's just it's kind of stressful if you will but if you were in that situation like what would you do like if you were in my shoes I would get the fuck out of a small town and go to New York and just do whatever the fuck I want. I mean, okay, here's my question. Where where did you go, and why are you back home? Well, I went to Houston area, you know, so it's kind of major. It's kind of big. Um, and then I come from a really small town in, like, South Texas, and it's just – and it's almost – I don't know. It's almost comical being back here. Like, it's just why are you people back? live so differently here. Well, I came back because, you know, I graduated from college, and then it came to that point where it's like, well, what do you do next, you know? And it's kind of like, well, my parents had open arms, you know, come back here, uh, live here. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's nice. It's it's really nice to come back to your parents, you know, and just be here free, basically. But it also takes away a lot from you. Okay, now I guess, here's what I'm going to I have a bunch of thoughts on okay. this because I'm not saying, all right, like, all right. I'm not saying, like, you need to get back into the into a place where you can be fucking everybody, everybody in sight and doing whatever you want. I'm not, yeah, I'm not I know. Like, saying I, yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm not saying that, but I think the, the bigger issue is you were kind of coming out of your shell, becoming your own person, and hopefully when you were having crazy amounts of sex or becoming sexually liberated or whatever you're doing, <laughs> it's, it's, it's protected. I, I hope it's protected yeah. and you're making good decisions and you're being with guys. But I don't want you with guys who are creeps mm-hmm. or, you know, putting yourself in scary situations like drinking and driving and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Or no, yeah, I, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Go on. <laughs> okay. So, but now you're back home. You, you finished college. Congratulations. That's great. You're back home. Your parents had open arms. I get it. Because a similar, I'm, I can relate to that a little bit because a similar thing happened to mm-hmm. me where a little bit different. I'm only bringing it back to me for a second to relate, and then I'll throw it right back to you. No, definitely. But, yeah, I definitely have a second opinion, so that's great. Well, I, I graduated high school. I, I did not go to mm-hmm. college, uh, and I went right to New York, and I got an apartment there, and then I had an opportunity um, after a little while to go live in Tokyo for a little bit. So I did that, mm-hmm. and I worked in Tokyo, and then I found out while I was in Tokyo that my apartment in New York was was being given away to somebody else. So I was like, fuck, what do I do? So I went back to Los Angeles, uh, which, you know, albeit is a, is a big city, but I went back to L.A., and I stayed with my mom, and I was – miserable. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I just lived in New York, which was my dream. I was in Tokyo and now I'm back at my mom's house in LA in the valley. Mm-hmm. I gotta get the fuck out of here. So, uh, because it just felt like <laughs> to me it felt like to me in the situation, I don't care if I'm not paying rent. Like I I didn't want to be that's that's the comfort zone that that gets a little too comfortable and like you can fall into that yeah. and there's 
a lot more life to see, and you got to just get. I, I don't. I don't like it. I, I think you got to get out of your parents' yeah, house. Yeah, I feel like. But, but here's what your I Your happiness is probably worth more than free rent. And then comfort, of course. And here's what I did, though. I <laughs> used the time at my mom. I used the time at my mom's house as, and you will use your time at your parents' house. I mm-hmm. used it to save money, to get a job, save money, and then figure out what I wanted to do, what, like where I wanted my life to go. And then I started looking for apartments. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I had my, I saved my money. I got some jobs. And then I got the hell. I, I looked around. I found a cute place in Hollywood. And I moved into Beachwood Canyon. And that was that. And that was. But so you need, you need to be smart about it. You need to, like, figure out if yeah. you want to live. If you want to move back to Houston, if you want to move to Austin, if you want to go to New York, if you want to go to L.A., mm-hmm. what your job's going to be, like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what's your job? Like, what do you want to do? Well, you know what, dude, that's pretty major because, like, that's exactly what I've been doing. I've, been, I've had this, like, bullshit job, and it's just, it's it's nothing I'm happy with, right? But it's just saving money. Um, but, yeah, and that, that was kind of my plan, but I have, like, all these, like, at, like these towny friends are just like you know you're making a mistake like moving out blah 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 it kind of discouraged me from what I was going to do originally oh, but I mean I guess I just that's, yeah that's their problem that's their problem here's what you do you you mm-hmm. are you know yourself more than you did before and now you're back calm and you have a, more of, a, of an awareness of who you are and what you like for yourself and and what kind of woman you're turning into so right now the yeah. people who are like the people who are too scared to leave home and kind of like when they see you and they see that you've been, you're liberated, because I'm sure you're different, and even they notice, like, the tiny, you know, subtle differences in you, it makes them yeah, jealous. And I, it, I think so. It makes them scared because they're forced to look at themselves, and, and you know, they, they see their reflection in you, and they feel like, oh, she thinks she's so much better than me, blah, blah. Well, we better discourage her from, <laughs> from you know, from leaving because – because they want, they don't, it's like this thing called tall poppy syndrome. It happens in Australia. Mm-hmm. I, I used to go out with an Australian guy. And I remember yeah, the, more yeah, successful, yeah, I heard him. The, the more successful he became and his life was getting great, the people that he grew up with were really mean to him about it. And it's and it's like they needed to cut him down. They couldn't stand that he was, you know, yeah. doing well. Almost and bitter, yeah. Yeah, they're bitter. So here's what you need to do. Remember who you are. Know who you are. Be as grounded as possible. And know that people are don't people will smile to your face, but they have these hidden agendas where they don't want you to to be happy, and that's their problem. Just like make your life plan, get an idea of what you want what you want for yourself, and figure out what all your goals are, and then just keep working towards that. And just be who you are. Don't apologize for yourself. Be the new version of you because you're growing, and we're all supposed to grow and evolve, and that's okay. And if you don't, that's more bizarre than if you do. So like. Don't apologize for yourself, and 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 you'll feel it out. Just like vibe it out, and 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 just like you know, be nice to people, and and flirt with who you want to, and don't flirt with who you don't want to, and keep saving money. Yeah. And be and be nice yeah, to your well, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's other... definitely what I've been doing, but it's just it just feels so awkward being back home, and it's just and but I but thank you, but thank you for saying that. Like it just it makes it resonates a lot with me. And I just, I yeah, I felt almost kind of crazy being here, like just crazy being in like this like bullshit small town, like, and then, you know, with people with this mentality that's just so set in them and it's just, but yeah, thank you. I, I, this, I'm a first time listener. So I, I really, I feel like a lot of things that you've said have like resonated with me and like the way I believe. So thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. And just realize that also it's a little bit unnerving when you go someplace 
and you have all these memories, and you go, I was only just here not that long ago. Why does it feel so weird? Like, because like, you're yeah, a new version definitely. of yourself. So I understand, I understand mm-hmm. the feeling weird, but that's okay. Like, you know why you're feeling weird. It's okay. Just walk through it, and let me know how it goes. Um, oh, my goodness. We have another Skype call. Hello, Alexi. Hello. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Tell me everything. <laughs> My name is Joe. I'm from Montana. I think I've called your show before. I know I've called back, but apparently you don't like to pick up on 111 because there are a lot of cranks on 111. So I just wanted to let you know, I went to your website. Um, I've seen a few of your videos, and it seems to me the theme is, is that you like to express yourself, and you don't have any problem picking up guys, but correct me if I'm wrong. Is also the thing that the guys that you're picking up or the guys that you're meeting, they're not quite your type. And I don't mean to be especially offensive, but I remember one time in your show you were talking about how you picked up a guy and he had sex. He hasn't called you since then, but then you seem surprised that he wasn't calling you. Am I right? Well, I'm sure he ended up calling because that never happened. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure he called. I mean, when was that? Oh, that was a long time ago. It must have been six, seven months ago, maybe even longer. Six, seven months ago. Let me hold on. Let me think. Did we have sex, or did we just break oh, yeah, out? Oh, yeah, yeah. You were talking about how you picked him up. You had sex that night. You wanted him to call you, but he didn't call you. And you still wanted him to call you about four or five days later. But then I think you said if he wasn't going to call you, you were going to forget about it because, you know, people have the right to call and not to call. So... I'm wondering hmm. if the theme of your particular videos are, yes, um, girls have this liberation nowadays. They can go, and, and by the way, looking at certain um, angles of your face, you really have a Hollywood face. So I'm sure you have no problem picking up the vast majority of guys. But is it frustrating if you don't pick up everybody that you want? And do you think that somehow that influences your videos? Well, I don't know which videos are you talking about. I have, I have, I can. I don't even. There's know one where you're in a store about. and you there was a long-haired guy, um, with a, and you saw him. He saw you. I think you were trying to buy some tampons or something like that. No, no, walk- no, no, no. I remember. No, hold on, hold on. That's oh, you remember? Okay. Film. No, hold on. It's a short film. It's in. I wrote. I wrote it. It's a comic. It's a little comedic piece. It's a joke. It's a short film. It's like I wrote it. It's not real yeah. life. You know. Okay. I was buying in the morning after. I was buying the morning after pill. And then okay. I chase him out of the I chase him out of the store and uh, ask him for his number and he doesn't want to really give it to me. But then I drop the morning then after you drop out the of my bag. Yeah. Yeah. And and then he goes, Yeah, you can have my yeah, number. Yeah, give me your number. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the joke. I mean, I can answer if you, if you want to listen to my answer. Well, sure, I'm going to listen. Why makes you think I'm not going to listen? Because you you when you listen, you you interject and then it makes me feel weird. But I mean, I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, no, like that. That happens a lot, and then we have to do that. Okay, okay. You, does it bother me if I don't pick up every guy that I'm after? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're basing this on that short film? I'm basing it on that film or some other film. There's another film where you woke up with a guy, didn't remember him at all, went out into the hallway, called your mother, um, and yeah, I forget these what are narratives. Yeah, but these are these are short films that I wrote. As a, it's like heightened. It's it's like a story. It's about a single girl and, and shenanigans she gets to in L.A. This is not. I mean, these are like heightened experiences based on what I've experienced. 
and what other girls have experienced, but they're for comedy, they're written. But I'll tell you, my answer to that is Alexi, in, in my personal life, is a long time ago, yes, uh, and not maybe not even that long ago, but a life lesson that I learned is, yeah, I was, like, devastated that not everybody loved me. And that's something that was running through me subconsciously. I didn't even realize it. I couldn't even put my finger on it, but I was, like, going after guys. It was like a game to collect guys' affection. And and I don't, I don't have that anymore. And it's funny because I'm wondering when you tell me that, like, on my podcast, I said, uh, I said, uh, oh, because also, I don't have that anymore because it doesn't matter. I don't like everybody, and everybody's not going to like me, and it's all good, and not everybody's right for each other, and it's totally fine. And and uh, my self worth is not is not uh, dependent on whatever guy is in front of me, whether or not he likes me. And, and the same goes for every other girl. But it took me a long time to learn that. And I feel like a lot of girls, you know, mm-hmm. run around town, sexualizing the way they dress, the way they speak, with their high voices and their short shorts. Not that I don't wear short shorts, but their whole way about them is to get noticed by guys. All their power is given away to guys. And I do that all the time. And that's kind of What do you mean by all their powers are given away to guys? Well, like, okay. I'll finish that in a second. Um, the reason I started my website and what kind of subconsciously happened with me and through my website was I started writing like journal entry style stuff and, you know, doing this podcast and talking to people and it kind of helped me through all my issues and I've kind of grown up while I've been doing this website because I, I've had, I've, I've like looked at myself, I've been in therapy, I've been like, oh, this is what I'm experiencing and I kind of like have these, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy sessions with myself mm-hmm. where I'm I'm talking to myself. I'm going, well, you know, I really like this guy, but why do I like him? Oh, because he has a pulse. Do I really like him? Uh, are we interested in the same things? Do we have anything in common? Would I get bored with him? Probably. It's not Alexis. It's just your ego. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I this website of mine and this podcast has been a tool for me to kind of grow up and get rid of my ego. Uh, when I say girls give their power away to guys, women are so powerful. We have the ability to make babies. We're really smart. We are. We do everything. We have. We, we you know. We're. We can be beautiful, and we're beautiful. We're smart. We're intelligent. We have this caregiver, caretaker, like uh, gen- gentle side of ourselves, where we can, uh, you know, this motherly thing that we have. That, and we can also be heads of corporations and, and, and you know, we're powerhouses too. We can do everything. We have so much power. That's like, I'm just taking it over the top. But what we, like, but girls give their power away by going, you know, we give, we have sex with a guy too fast instead of waiting because we want a guy to like us or we, we, we want validation or we want to be loved or we want to be, you know, or we overthink everything. We want a guy's attention and we think that our whole way of being validated is if a guy puts their attention on us. So that's how we give our power away because instead of doing what men do, and I'm just generalizing, instead of doing what men do, which is learn a craft, learn how to play drums or a guitar or build a house or go to school or be a lawyer, you know, I'm not saying women don't do this. They do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but But because women are so intensely amazing and smart and powerful, we're not only able to, we're not only able to, go to law school and be doctors and heads of companies, but we also mm-hmm. can take just, just as much energy that we put towards that and at the same time put all of that energy into obsessing over men. That's how intense we are. Men don't do that. They just don't do that. I, I, I just, they're just different. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and also with the guy you said that I, I, who I had sex with, I'm wondering who that was because how many people have I had sex with this year? One, two. Hmm. I think I've only had sex with two people this year, and both mm-hmm. of them called me. Okay. But, but, oh, another example of giving my power away. I can have sex with a guy, and then, you know, I just, you know, and I'm on the podcasting, like, God, I hope he calls, I hope he calls, blah, blah, to the, you know, now you know about that situation, but then he calls, but I wasted all this time worrying about it, instead of just being like, I did it, I had sex, mm-hmm. leave it at that, on to the next thing. Anyway, does that answer any of the stuff you were talking about? Well, I still need some clarification. It still doesn't seem to okay. me that you're giving your power away. So if you're saying that's how you give your power away, is that the same as a man who um, likes a woman or picks up a woman, and she doesn't call him, and he can be a lawyer or CEO, et cetera, and if she doesn't call him or if she doesn't like him, he's giving his power away? No, it's the obsession of it or making somebody more important than they are when you don't even know them or making you yourself feel small and not important at all. It's different. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. It's something no, I don't. women I, do. It's, mm. it, people do it. Men and women do it. Women more. Uh, girls do it. It's giving your power away. You, you obsess. You put, you put your life on hold kind of because you're... I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. They're better. I put them on the before you even mm-hmm. meet a guy or walk up to him. He's already better than you. I can't explain it. If you if you wouldn't be able to relate as much because you are a guy. It's a, it's a it's a uniquely feminine thing to do. And not men also do it, but it's it's something that especially teen girls, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they just waste you waste a lot of time, which is probably why teenagers teen teen girls grades go down when they hit puberty. You know, because all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I have a crush on so and so and blah blah and like, you know. Anyway, but you asked a different question, not the power question. You were asking about something else. You said, "It seems like what I'm saying is." It seems like we're video. Guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said I Go date ahead. guys that aren't it. You date guys that what? You 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 had said when you originally called, you said it seems like I date guys that aren't aren't great based on my films oh, no, that I read. No, it seems to me that when I had seen your videos, it seems to me that you were not dating um, uh, guys. I don't know what you, uh, I don't know what supposedly I said. Uh, that the theme through your videos was that you were picking up guys. They weren't calling you back. And as a result, you were feeling kind of bad about it. And I wanted to know if that was a reflection of uh, real life. Well, actually, in the, when you're referring to the films, those mm-hmm. are multiple. Those are short films that I wrote that are that don't even say that the guy never calls me back. There's a scene where I wake up at a guy's house and I leave, a scene where I'm kicking up a guy at a drugstore, a right. scene where I'm having sex with a guy. None of those say that the guy never called me back, but that's fiction anyway. In my well, real I would life, know yes. that. I mean, I would, but I I would know, know but, that. But you're, saying, but, you're, but you're saying that in those short films, I'm conveying that I date guys who don't call me back, but not one of those short films films conveys that any of those guys never called me back. Besides, but that's fiction anyway. These are just moments. Well, the like, one film where but, the guy, yeah, where the, um, the guy says, okay, give me your number because you dropped your um, uh, morning after yeah, pill. That specifically yeah, but doesn't. Yeah, you don't know that he doesn't. You don't, I know. But that one, doesn't say, that one doesn't say he doesn't call me back. And then another I, one is flirting with a guy. And I none of those short films, and I know because I, I agree. say I agree. that those guys don't call me back. But then I six agree. months ago... But six months ago, if I'm on my podcast wondering if a guy is going to call me back, 
uh, yeah, like, you were on the show. I called in. I hadn't called in. I was listening, and you were talking well, about that. Well, that guy did call me back, and the way I run my real life is, if you want to know how the real life version of me takes care of herself, or like how I live my life, mm-hmm. I date I date guys who treat me very well. I used to date a bunch of guys, maybe at the same not a bunch, but maybe I'd be like dating, and I'd be like going to date one day and going another day with another person. But now, I I hang out with one person at a time, however mm-hmm. long that might be for a period of weeks or months or whatever. They always treat me nicely. They're always lovely people. I'm not, you know, I I was promiscuous, like, probably probably even last year, maybe maybe the year before. But now I'm so busy writing and working on stuff and everything, and I think I like myself more, and I take myself seriously a little bit more, where I don't want to just have sex with some stranger who doesn't appreciate me because that's so sad. It's so lonely to have one night stand and empty sex. You know, mm-hmm. so like, so right now, um, I I'm I like somebody, and I'm only okay only sleeping with that person. All right, I was asking the question. I didn't know, so I wanted to find no, out the No, I love it. I just I'm glad. I hope I hope I answered. It. I wanted to be very thorough with my answer. Yeah. Um, did you have any type of undertones that maybe I was trying to accuse you of something? Um, no, no, no. Well, the tone of your voice is funny, and it's a little bit intense. But that's <laughs> well, that's just, my voice. Yeah, <laughs> I have a deep that's, voice. That's just the, that's just the, that's just the tone of your voice, and like the cadence sounds like a little bit like you know. Plus, you know, you're you're an older guy, so you're calling in and you're asking, and, and so when you ask me a question, it sounds like you're trying to make a point. Just just the way the tone of your voice, but. Okay. I feel like, but I feel like I answered all your questions, and I feel good about it. I don't feel like we're fighting or anything. I feel like we're good. Oh, good, good. Right, you did answer my question, so that was it. Well, thank uh, you for calling. Thank you for sure. listening and calling. And, and also, I feel happy that you answered asked those questions because through my answer, I feel like if any girls are out there listening, maybe that was good for girls or they can relate or something. I don't know. Which brings me back to the story because some of the same things that I was just talking about. Are, have to do with the story that I had started about, okay, so I go to the movie stars party, I'm in the Uber car, I head, head over to my friend's house, we have some drinks, we jump into another Uber car, because we're all going to get drunk, and it's going to be fun, and uh, we go to the movie stars house, and oh my god, it's great, um, you know, other friends I know are there, we can't believe it, we're at so-and-so's house, what the hell, this is crazy, we're in Los Feliz, and um and I meet the movie star guy, and he's totally lovely and just as handsome as he is in the movies. And he's newly single, and it's a great night. <clears throat> then I realize, like, a lot of people are on cocaine and MDMA, and I'm like, ugh, I'm not. And But I don't, I'm so naive about all that. I, I never really understand when people are all coked out of their brain. But um, the person whose house it was, he was on coke, and uh, uh, he's very nice, but, you know, he didn't, I don't know, I couldn't tell if this movie star guy was smart or not. He was lovely. I think he was smart because I actually, like, heard him talking to guy friends of his. And when he did, he was really smart. But whenever he talked to girls, maybe he just reserved the uh, the real talk for his guy friends. But I'm drinking more and more. And one of my girlfriends were like, were like yeah. We're going to sleep with this guy. It's going to be great. We weren't really going to sleep with him. Well, maybe. I don't know. But, like, we're like, 
everything I just said to the last caller is totally flying out the window. And we were having a Hollywood night. So we're like, so one of my girlfriends, and we're both kind of weird looking. We're both like, you know, interesting faces amongst like all these girls with like fake boobs and like, you know, porn kind of girls. Not all porn girls. There are a lot of cool indie girls, but there are some like gross, fake boob, fake lip, weird, porny girls there. So we were just like, my girlfriend and I were making drinks and we're like, yeah, this is like the best part of the night. We're just making these jokes. We're like, yeah, we got him right where we want him. Yeah, he's in the palm of our hand. But, like, really, he totally was not right where we wanted him, and he was totally not in the palm of our hands. Um, but we thought it was funny to pretend that we thought that. Anyway, so it's, like, 4 in the morning. My guy friend, who originally texted me that I should show more titties, uh, you know, we got over that. Everything was fine. It was 4 in the morning. I'm sitting by a piano with my girlfriend, and he's like, you know what? I think I'm just going to get out of here because no girls – there were, like, eight girls left at the party, and all the girls were just trying to outlast each other to see who could, like, outlast the other to sleep with the famous dude. So, like, uh, I guess me included. I mean, I was tired, but I was like, we're going to see where this night takes us. So he's like, no girls here are going to sleep with me, and even if they do, it would just be because, like, you know, they're the cast-offs that the movie star doesn't want to have sex with. So he's like, have a good night, you guys. Good luck. And we're like, yeah, we got him right where we want to. So then we look around the room, and, like, we move ourselves over to the couch. And I look around the room, and there are about six girls left. And uh, there's one girl who's, like, mute, who's, like, not saying anything. But she keeps, like, trying to talk. And then the movie star sits down next to me, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, he must be in love with me. Just do nothing. Do nothing, Alexi. Just be cool. He sits down next to me, and I'm just, you know, kind of curled up, um, being cool, because, you know, that's how I am. So then there's, like, some co-star that he worked with, and she's normal at the beginning of the night and cool and smart at the beginning of the night, but now she's turning into, like, a coked-out, gacked, like, MDMA, like, weirdo nut who's, like, I think she's in a relationship but she was just, like, all over co-star, movie star dude. And she was just coming on way too strong, trying to, like, claim ownership on him. So instead of me even trying to talk to him or say anything, like, go out of my way, I was just kind of silent, taking in and witnessing the crazy desperation going on around me. Like, I so, like, I wanted to be one of the desperate, desperate girls making a play for the movie star dude. But I couldn't. I'm too self-aware. It was ridiculous. It was just so much more interesting just to watch. And my friends that I came with, like a married couple, they were still there. We were all going to leave together. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just like hanging out with them and watching this weirdness. So, and then there's like this really great, like beautiful Parisian girl who was so fucking hot and I would have chosen her, but she was so abrasive that like it was off-putting. So there's her, the co-star, the mute girl who her attempt at, at luring the movie star was going like that and then grabbing his arm and like pulling her towards him or like bumming cigarette or like taking a cigarette out of his mouth and like stealing his cigarette, which men love, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then there's some other girl. I don't know. Oh, and then the porn girl, like her thing was just, I don't know what her fucking thing was. And that, so I suggest having an orgy and taking it into the pool. And I don't think anybody believed me, but I was like, because the movie star dude was like, 
what? Why is everything? Why is everybody so quiet? And I went, I don't know. We should all take it to the pool and have an orgy. And then I laughed, and then he laughed, and then, uh, and then we all went into the pool. We did not have an orgy because people in Los Angeles are fucking pussies. Or I guess like, it was like such a middle ground. It was like kind of a cocaine weird LA party, but like a little bit too mixed in with indie rock people. So it's like there's, there was like you know. It was too much balanced out by self-awareness, me included. I was, like, probably the most self-aware person there. But I was also down to get fully naked. Um, and I wasn't even prepared. I had, uh, Anyway, I hadn't been waxed till today. But whatever. So we all get in the pool. Uh, and the movie star guy just seemed way more interesting, interested talking to this director guy. And they're talking about movies. And they're talking about, like, you know, a filmmaker named Cronenberg. And, uh, and, I, and I tried to chime in. And I go, um... Uh, did Cronenberg make Crash? And then movie star guy turned around and he went, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, just just wondering. And then uh, I basically don't even know where the story goes from here. Oh, here's where it goes. I get in the pool. I'm in the pool with my friends. Uh, I had a little bit of absence. No big deal. It didn't make me feel weird at all. It really didn't. Um, I'm not trying to be a role model. I didn't do coke or MDMA. I just had a few sips of absinthe, which I used to be scared of, but I thought if I'm going to drink absinthe, I'm going to do it at this crazy uh, Uber Uber movie star's house. And, uh, okay, so, the, so then then the porn girl takes off all of her clothes, and she goes, I'll get in the water if you get in the water. I'll get in naked if you get in, movie star dude. And he's, like, not really paying attention to her. The weird thing is he was completely oblivious or acting like he was completely oblivious to all the girls, like, uh, making fools of themselves. So she gets in the water naked. And it was, like, by now it's, like, by then it was, like, 8.30 in the morning. And I I saw, like, bare vagina, like, fully waxed bare vagina in my face with fake boobs, which is, like, too much, too much waxed vagina for me that early in the morning. Um, And, uh... Then what happened? Then I go over to one of the, the movie star's dude friends, and I go, this is crazy. And he goes, I know. And I go, do you know what I'm talking about? And he goes, yeah, the fact that all these girls are, like, throwing themselves at him, and he's acting oblivious. And I went, yeah, what the fuck? Does he not know? And the friend goes, no, he knows. He's not an idiot. He's just a good guy. And, like, this must happen to him all the time. Can you imagine? And it was so exhausting. And looking at it, it's just like, and, and seeing these beautiful women who are also very smart and interesting, seeing them reduced to these fucking desperate blobs with all these, like, weird, embarrassing tactics at, like, seducing him, like, one girl, one girl, like, talked a certain way and, like, did these weird things. And she talked to him. She made intense eye contact. And she was like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Like, it was so gross. It was so weird. I could just see right through it. But I was there too. I was one of the idiots. But at least I wasn't. I wasn't making an effort because I was too much of a pussy. Because I thought I can't play this game. And there is a point. I swear to God, and I'm going to get to my point. I get out of the pool. It's nine in the morning. No, it's like eight thirty in the morning. I put my keds on. I put my jean shorts on. I call an Uber. I say goodbye. The movie star guy hears my my phone beep. Uh, and he goes, who's texting you so early in the morning? And I go, my Uber car. And then he walked me out of the house because I couldn't get out on my own because it was all gated and weird. And he asked me some question, and I gave him some answer, like about my age or something and blah, blah, blah. 
And I wanted to, like, in a moment, I wanted to be, like, I, I, I was, like, I wanted to kiss him, but not really. But I also wanted, what I really wanted to do was I wanted to go, oh, my God, that is crazy. How do you deal with this all the time? Like, are you just going to, like, go to bed when you feel like it after you're talking to your director friends and all your guy friends and then just grab whatever three rogue girls are left over and just fuck all of them and go to sleep and then kick them out? Like, what is this? This is ridiculous. What does this do to your brain and your soul and your heart and your ego? And this is not normal. This is ridiculous. But I didn't. I said, thank you for having me. And he's like, and he was very sweet, totally sweet. And then it made me think when I got home, because I was so bothered by like the way these girls behaved and what I witnessed. And it's like, and it just made me realize that like, I'm a woman. I can have sex whenever I want to. Right? It's very easy for us girls to have sex whenever we want to have sex. We could go to Target. I've said this before. I'll say it again. We could go to Target. We could go to aisle eight of Target, meet some dude, and be like, hey, I know this is really weird and, like, maybe annoying, but, like, I haven't had sex in a while. Will you have sex with me in your car or, like, take me someplace and just fuck me? And he would do it. Of course he would do it. It's easy for women to have sex, so much easier than for men to have sex. But this guy is a movie star, rich gorgeous, smart, nice, talented, and has his pick, blah, blah, blah. And all those girls want him. And it's not because they want to fall in love with him. Maybe they want to get, you know, impregnated with his baby so they can extort him and, and ruin, you know, and have their whole life and get child support, blah, blah, blah. But these girls wanted the trophy. They wanted to fuck him so they could be like, I fucked so-and-so. And they wanted that prize. And that doesn't interest me. That's what I realized. That's when I realized, because I think I've done that before in the past. I've had sex with the famous dude before. I mean, whatever. Like, I've I've had that kind of sex. And it's been like one night stands. It's meant nothing to them or me. I'm sure I got, I was more affected. And it feels horrible because there's no promise there. There's no love involved. There's no mutual respect. And then I realized, like, to work so hard for sex, it's just with no chance of like love or romance or mutual understanding or appreciation or blah, blah, blah. Like that is heartbreaking to me. And I think that I, maybe I didn't used to feel that way, but that is how I feel. And uh, it was just interesting to see how much I've changed or to see how different I am than how I thought I was because, Oh God, no, somebody's alarm is going off in the distance. This is great. This is the perfect way to, to finish the night. And I'm not even saying this guy would have had sex with me, this beautiful movie star guy. And I'm not even making this up just to, you know, say, I'm just saying this because he didn't want to have sex with me. I didn't even make the effort because it was just so fucking gut-wrenching and sad to see what amazing girls would do to, like, get this dude who does not care about them to fuck them in a weird coke-addled MDMA night when, like, eight other girls are competing for his affection, and it's, like, this weird game to, so you could be like, I fuck so-and-so, like, I mean, ugh. So, yeah, I am in love, not with the act of sex, but what I love is, and this is totally cornball, I love the idea of possibility, and I like when I have sex with someone, I like to look in their eyes, and hopefully my eye will not be pink tomorrow, <laughs> but I like to look in their eye, eyes and have them look back into my eyes 
and to know that like we care about each other and that we're safe with one another and that you're not going to feel alone the next day because they're never going to talk to you again and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I feel like maybe during the progression of my website and like, and, and me growing up and all this stuff, like, not like I'm not going to make, maybe I won't actually make bad choices in the future. I hope not. I'm trying to be better, but like, so much of like being a teenager and growing up in early twenties and all that stuff, I know for me was like just having sex with all these people that I that didn't deserve to be in my vagina just because they were like cool or the cool guy at the bar or cute or for whatever reason were interesting to me. And like it would be like a badge of honor to say that I had sex or made out with that person, but they weren't even nice or right for me and it was just all like I, I don't know. Anyway. So I got in my Uber car, had him drop me off at M Cafe, and then uh, had breakfast alone at M Cafe. And then I went home, and I slept for like 20 hours. Anyway, that is the end of my show. I went a little bit long. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Um, tune in next Wednesday and every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um... Yeah, I'm going to play a with this song. Oh, if you have questions you want to ask me, email me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject big sis. And you can follow me on Twitter at imboycrazy. You can always subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Yeah, motherfucking iTunes. And until then, I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you.
news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 72 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.